Welcome to the Employment Law and HR Podcast with your host, Allison Colley. Hello and welcome to this episode 193 of the Employment Law and HR Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Colley. I'm an employment solicitor and HR specialist and I run the firm Real Employment Law Advice where together with my colleagues we provide advice and assistance to both employers and employees on all aspects of employment law. One of the ways in which we support businesses and HR professionals is our HR Harbour subscription service. We have three levels of membership, silver, gold and platinum, and depending on the level of membership, provides various options for ongoing support spread over the course of 12 months with fixed monthly payments. Unlike many other providers and some of the national providers, we don't fix you in for a long contract. The maximum length of the contract is 12 months, unless of course you want to be fixed in for longer, in which case we can do that. In essence, the service provides you with reassurance that you have expert solicitors on the end of the phone or email to advise you when any issues may arise. In addition to helping to deal with any issues that arise, what myself and my team like to do is to work with you proactively to help you be the best employer that you possibly can. So if you'd like any information about the HR Harbour service or any of the other services that we can provide, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can contact me directly by email. It's alison at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk or you can call our head office and the number is 01983 897 So this is episode three in a mini series on the employment tribunal process. And so without further ado, I'm going to get into this week's featured content. So for those of you who listened to the last episode of this podcast, episode 192, you will know that I said I was going to cover preliminary hearings and what happens in the preliminary case management hearings. So in the last episode, we talked about what takes place after the employment tribunal claim has been received. And one of the things that can often happen, particularly in some more complex cases, so claims for discrimination, that sort of thing, the employment tribunal will list the case for a telephone case management hearing. And the parties will receive an agenda, which they are asked to complete and try to agree with the other party. Now, the purpose of the agenda is so that each party can get the information that they need ready for that hearing. So what is the purpose of this case management hearing? Well, the idea is that the parties get together with the judge to discuss basically the administration of the case, to identify what the issues are and to agree on the timetable for what preparation is needed to get to the final hearing. It's also an opportunity for the parties to discuss if there are any applications needed. For example, if the employer in a disability discrimination case is disputing that the individual has a disability, then orders can be made in terms of preparation of impact statements and the disclosure of medical evidence. Also, if one of the parties hasn't completed their claim or defence, in enough detail, an application can be made for further and better particulars. And so it's an opportunity for the first time for the parties to be together with a judge 
to run through the details of the case. Now, the hearing is not an opportunity for the judge to make a decision about the merits of the case or the claim. It's very unlikely and very rare that anything will be decided that may knock out any part of the claim at this hearing, because normally the judge will want to hear evidence before making a determination. So when you're preparing for a preliminary telephone hearing or case management hearing, it's important to really get to grips with what your case is about. So if you are bringing the claim, what exactly are the legal claims that you're bringing and what are the issues? And if you're defending the claim, what is your basis for defence? Now, I have to say, in my experience, in these case management or telephone hearings, preliminary hearings, it is the claimant, so the employee, who does most of the work. So it is the employee who's bringing the claim, making the case. So they're the one who has to set out what exactly the issues are. Now, if you are legally represented, the employment judge generally has a higher expectation of you and your preparation and understanding at that hearing. If you're representing yourself, then they do have a little more leeway in terms of how they handle it and what they expect of you, but you still need to have a grip on what your claims are and what it is you're asking. So one of the things I suggest you do, if you haven't already, whether you're bringing the claim or defending the claim, is to have a copy of the relevant pieces of legislation that apply to your claim to hand with you at that hearing. Now, you can find all of these by easily searching on the legislation.gov.uk website. And on there, you can find the relevant pieces of legislation that you need. So, for example, if you're bringing a discrimination claim, then you would need to look at the Equality Act and identify which parts of the Equality Act are applicable. You can generally find lots of information and guidance online if you are representing yourself and that will help you to identify what it is you need rather than trying to scroll through the whole of the Equality Act. But it is quite helpful, for example, if you go to the index on the relevant piece of legislation. So if you're looking at the Equality Act, you look at the index, you can normally just then select which thing is relevant to you. And then the other thing that you would need to probably look at depending on the nature of your claim is the Employment Rights Act and again you can look through the index there to find what is applicable if you haven't been able to find that information elsewhere. It's also important to have a copy of all of the paperwork to hand at that telephone hearing. So that is the claim form and the defence and to really understand which parts of the claim form or defence are applicable and that you might be asked questions about. If you have taken time to go through the agenda and complete the agenda with as much information as you can, this will of course assist you in the course of the hearing. It's rare in my experience for the employment judge to cross-refer to that agenda. It may just be the judges that I've been dealing with or the particular cases, but I haven't actually had a judge who's then cross-referred to that agenda. But... The purpose of completing it and providing it to the Employment Tribunal is so that they have it on record and also to assist you. So you need to go through that, make sure you understand, as I say, what your claims are, consider what you're going to be claiming in terms of the financials, um, that sort of thing. You don't actually have to have the schedule of loss prepared at the stage of the case management hearing, although 
If you have done, then you will know roughly what it is you're claiming. But you can just say, I'm claiming compensation and I'll provide a schedule of loss later. And then you'll need to know how many witnesses that you intend to have, whether you're bringing the claim or defending it. Who are the witnesses and what is it they're giving evidence about? You'll also need to know any dates to avoid. So any dates that yourself and the witnesses are not able to attend a hearing. So get that list in advance so you've got that ready to tell the judge. When you're considering your dates for availability, it's also important to think about any dates where you're not going to be available to undertake any of the preparation that's required. Because one of the things that the judge will do at the hearing is to list the preparation required for the final hearing and generally will set out that timetable during that call. So if, for example, you know you're going to be away or you have a particular piece of work going on that means that you're going to be unable to, for example, prepare the bundle of evidence for the final hearing, then you can say to the judge, actually, I'm not going to be available in that time. Can I have a bit more time in the order to prepare that bundle? Now, what happens if you are representing yourself at that hearing and the other party is legally represented? Well, it's still important to try to liaise with them in advance of the hearing to agree the agenda and agree as much about the case as you possibly can. As I was saying earlier, normally judges expect more of somebody who's legally represented in terms of their knowledge of the law and their knowledge of the process. And the other thing I should note about these case management hearings is that it can vary in terms of what the judge actually wants to achieve during that hearing and what their expectations are of you. As someone who's legally trained and experienced in this, I approach these hearings now understanding that any possible question could be asked of me, that any possible issues could arise because in some cases you attend them It takes 10 minutes, the judges have of everything and just ticks, it's like a tick box exercise. And then in other cases, you have a judge who wants to probe in a lot more detail to really refine what the issues are and what the evidence is and really sort of hone things down and is perhaps a a bit more of a stickler for the details than others. As I say, if you're representing yourself, judges do realise that you're not legally trained and will give you a bit more leeway. So don't approach it being worried about it or worried that you might be asked questions you don't know. If during the course of the hearing you don't understand or you don't know the answer, it's really important that you say so. And don't agree to something if you don't understand what it is you're agreeing to. It's important that you state, I don't understand or I don't agree. Once the hearing has concluded, the Employment Tribunal will send out a document which sets out exactly what has been said and discussed at that hearing and also a summary of the issues and also the timetable for preparation. And normally it says if you disagree with any of the issues listed or what is stated then you have a certain period of time, normally 7 or 14 days, to notify the employment tribunal accordingly. So if you feel completely bamboozled at that case management hearing you don't really understand what's going on and then you receive the order and it doesn't reflect what you think it should or it doesn't accurately set out what the issues are in your opinion, then you should notify the employment tribunal immediately. Don't feel that just because it's set out in the order that's sent, you have to accept that because 
if you haven't clarified some issues or you haven't set out some details that are relevant, it may prevent you from dealing with that at the final hearing. Now, I'm often asked by both businesses and individuals who have represented themselves up until this point, whether it's worth getting a solicitor to represent you at the case management hearing. If you haven't already had advice on the claim or defence and you want to get someone to help you, it's important to understand that that solicitor would need to review all of the previous paperwork and really have a good understanding of what the case is in order to be able to represent you at that hearing. For all the reasons I've just talked about, a solicitor would need to make sure that you have all of the correct issues listed and that the information that's provided to the employment tribunal at that hearing is correct and full. So it isn't just a case of getting someone to represent you in that hour's hearing. There would be quite a bit of preparation required in advance of that. Now I would say if you haven't previously been legally represented that might be a good time in which to get your case reviewed so that you really get to grips with what the legal issues are and understand the process. So if you are going to spend any money on legal fees for representation to either bring a claim or defend a claim My advice is always to do that at the outset when you're preparing the pleading, so doing the claim or the defence. But if you haven't already done that, then the case management stage for the case management hearing is a good time to invest that if you have limited funds for advice. So to round up on what I've talked about today in relation to case management hearings, the first thing is to understand the purpose of that is for the parties to get together with the judge to identify what the issues are, to deal with any housekeeping in terms of applications and to set out an agenda for preparation for a final hearing. In terms of your preparation, whether you're bringing the claim or defending the claim, it's important that you go through that agenda and complete it as much as you possibly can. Try to agree it with the other side and then in readiness for the hearing, you should have all of the paperwork, both the claim and defence and any other relevant paperwork to hand You should understand your element of the case very well and try to obtain a printout, if possible, or digital copy of the relevant pieces of legislation that are applicable to that case. And finally, remember, if the written record of that hearing doesn't reflect what you think it should or what was discussed or the issues that are relevant to your case, it's really important that you notify the Employment Tribunal in writing as soon as possible after you receive it. Now hopefully you found this episode helpful in terms of preparing for case management hearings. If you have any questions or there are any particular issues or topics that you want me to deal with in the podcast in this series or any other series in future then please don't hesitate to get in touch. My email is alison at realemploymentoradvice.co.uk. Now before I round off, I just want to update on a question that arose from the last episode of the podcast, which was 192, when I was talking about the disclosure of evidence. Someone posted a question on the YouTube video actually for the podcast and they asked the question about the audio from meetings, for example. How do you deal with audio in terms of bringing it into evidence? And my response to that is if you have an audio 
of a meeting, for example, or of a conversation that is going to be used as evidence. The best thing to do is to get that transcribed and then send a copy of the audio and the transcription to the other side and ask them to agree the transcription as a record of that conversation and use the transcription as the evidence. So put that into the bundle rather than having the tribunal listen to the audio. Now, if, however, the audio reflects something about the tone of the conversation or is important to emphasise, you know, for example, bad treatment by the employer or the employee's bad attitude, for example, then you may not get that across in the transcription, in which case that you can say you want that audio to be heard by the employment tribunal. And particularly where we're now using electronic bundles, you can embed that audio into the PDF file that the employment tribunal will receive so that they can hear it. But otherwise, the best thing to do is to have it transcribed and agree that the transcription is included in the bundle of evidence. Thank you so much for listening again this week. I do hope that you find the podcast helpful. If you have any suggestions for any future topics, any questions like the one I've just answered, then do please get in touch. You can always leave a comment on the website, which is realemploymentrevice.co.uk or on the YouTube channel, or you can send me an email directly. It's alison at realemploymentrevice.co.uk. I hope that you have a fantastic and productive week ahead and look forward to bringing you the podcast in another two weeks time. Thanks again for listening. Just want to finalise by saying I wouldn't be a lawyer unless I had a legal disclaimer. So I must just say to you, that the information in this podcast is for information only. It's general review and a general update. It's always necessary to get specific legal advice about your circumstances. So please don't rely on anything that you've heard in this podcast. But please do feel free to contact me if you'd like further information or specific advice.